There are legends round here, even if only in their own minds. Forgotten, but not dead. Some have tried to stop them, but they keep coming back. Coming to entertain you. They are the Crystal Lake Soldiers. Welcome back to the Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast. My name's Isaiah, joined as always by Mark, Sean, and Ted. How are you guys doing this weekend? Feeling good, man. Feeling good. Doing all right, man. You know, that's private, and I would uh, appreciate if you stayed on my personal life there, Isaiah. (laughs) (laughs) Can always count on Ted for being a smartass. (laughs) Ted, what color underwear are you wearing? (laughs) I wear purple underwear, just like Calvin Klein. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) Jesus. Awesome. Well, we are at the, about almost the end of February now, so we're getting closer to spring, because I'm getting really fucking tired of winter. It just seems like winter will never end. It's just like constantly, just cold, and then more snow, and then more cold, and more snow, and then it warms up, and then it starts melting, and then more snow and more cold and it turns to ice. It's just like a never fucking ending cycle here in Minnesota. I mean, here in Texas, it's been the same thing. It'll be really cold. It'd be like in the 20s and then a day later it's in the 70s. And you're just like, what is yep, going on? It's like that here. Yeah, that's what's been going on here too, man. Yeah. <laughs> no snow though, I will say. Which Lucky. is weird because we, we got, got snow. We got, got a snow. buttload <laughs> of it, but yeah, it, yeah, I was gonna say I think South got snow, but we didn't. So. Yeah, wow. we we got well, we snow got a bunch of it, but none winter. of it stuck. Okay, it's it's coming soon though. I mean, spring's right around the corner. Lots of stuff to look forward to for the spring. That's for sure. Yeah, I can't wait for the driving to open. That's for sure. That's gonna be great. <laughs> yep. Then you got Texas Frightmare in May, which for those of you that are listening. We'll be at Texas Frightmare this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Lots yeah. of great stuff. Lots of great Hell people yeah. there, too. Yeah, it's going to be a good time for sure, man. It's going to be all over the place. Fuck yes. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, So we got a great show for you. We're going to start things off with just a little bit of news. And then we're going to actually take a little bit of time tonight to kind of finish things off talking about kind of what got us into horror um just to kind of let you guys in on you know a little bit about us basically so that 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 should be interesting that should be fun we'll get to that here in just a little bit though uh we did get word that nickelodeon has renewed are you afraid of the dark for season two of its reboot it actually was number one in the kids demo for live action series so it's it's not surprising that they decided to uh, renew it for a season two. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, yeah. outside of the first episode, I had, didn't get to watch any, but I seeing that that happened, that makes me want to go back and try to find a way to watch it. So, yeah, definitely. It's nice to see it still getting life, see the old stuff, old but new, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. So be on the lookout for that. Oh, it's, it's always, oh, sorry. No, no, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's always great to see something like that, because, like, for when we were kids, things like that help bring 
the younger kids into horror and now they're doing the same thing with this generation things like that yeah really helps segue because it's not super scary to like deter them yeah not every kid wants the typical things they want darker stuff and different stuff yeah exactly but so that that's going to be coming here they don't really have a release date so it could be this year could be next year who knows when it's going to come out We'll definitely let you guys know more once we have more information. But as of right now, they've just announced it. So I'm sure they got to go into pre-production with planning and writing and all that. So it'll probably be a little bit of time before we actually get anything. I mean, hey, they may surprise us. It may come around Halloween this year. I'm not expecting it, but it it could happen. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, That is exciting, especially for the younger generation, getting them into loving the genre that we all love. And have come to love through different things as we were kids. So it's it's exciting. Definitely. Now, kind of moving on from there. Toy Fair has been recently going on. And for those of you that, that are collectors out there, there's a lot of things that they've brought forth. Just a kind of a couple of things that kind of stuck out here is that uh, NECA, who's kind of the, the standard for like collectible action figures, is releasing a bunch of different things. Uh, for sure. So coming in quarter two of this year, they're releasing a like a cloth figured ghost face. So kind of like the older style figures from like the 70s where it just had the, the cloth outfits and not like the plastic outfits molded onto it. So that's kind of cool. But then also coming in quarter three of this year, so towards the end of the year around Halloween or so, they'll be bringing out the ultimate version, which will have different accessories, probably different heads different weapons that kind of thing um so something to look forward to if you're a scream fan uh that'll be coming here later this year they're also releasing some other retro style clothes figures they've got the license for jaws now and so the first two that they're releasing from that are both brody and quint and so yeah i thought that looked cool too yeah so that's exciting for that uh getting some jaws figures that'll be great uh, they're also releasing Roddy Piper from They Live towards the end of the year. So that's kind of cool, too. Anytime you can get anything Roddy Piper is great. They're also releasing the first ever licensed Victor Crawley figure, which is also coming in towards the end of the year, around the same time as the Roddy Piper figure, which which is great. And he looks awesome. Oh, he does. It He definitely <laughs> oh, looks yeah. great. Yes, so definitely (laughs) NECA is kind of like leading the charge here with all these new properties that they've gained access to the rights for, seeing as kind of the Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th um, licenses are on hold just with everything going on with those. So they obviously can't release anything else for those. So this is great for them to be able to get into other franchises to start (laughs) releasing stuff. Uh, one that's coming on kind of out of nowhere for figures is Trick or Treat Studios. Trick or Treat Studios obviously makes like a lot of Halloween masks and stuff like that. They've done like all the Michael Myers masks from every single fucking movie. And so they're actually getting into figures now and they're going to be re- releasing 12 inch figures. They're of course going to be doing Halloween and they've said that they're going to be releasing a lot of different versions of Michael Myers. So we may see one from each of the movies. So that's kind of exciting. But the one that caught my attention the most, which I'm most excited for, 
is the 12 inch art the clown figure from terrifier it's about time somebody's made an officially licensed figure uh for art the clown which i think is very very exciting okay man but the next movie coming out too he's starting to cement his legacy in the horror genre yep didn't they make the the recent replica of uh child's play to chucky yes they did like the one-to-one scale chucky doll it was looked exactly like the one from the movie it was like five hundred dollars but yeah they they, they yeah did that. that yeah that was my concern with these uh figures would be the price point just because of that i that chucky because i think they'll cause s- they were charging like an extra 200 just for the box yeah that was a little controversial when they did that and you know it is what it is but to be honest, the 12 inch figures, even with like NECA, when they've done it, you know, the, their larger figures, the one fourth scale figures are typically like $130. So I'm sure Trick or Treat Studios is probably going to be right in that ballpark. So um, they're, they're not going to be cheap figures. They're not going to be for everybody. But I've, I was kind of expecting that just kind of being a collector myself and the different ones right. I've collected. So I'm expecting it to be a little bit higher priced for the, the, the size of them and the detail that goes into them. So I'm kind of going in there already expecting it to be a little bit more expensive, which I'm okay with as long as the, the detail is there. And it's, yeah, the, the devil's in the details with it. So... If, if it's a little bit well, more. Well, you know the quality is going to be great oh, yeah. because everything else they make is high quality. I mean, you do get what you pay for, and it's you're right, it is a collector's yeah, item. That's what I was going to so. say. Their stuff's a little pricey, but they're definitely high quality <clears throat> items. Yeah. And then to kind of finish things off with the whole toy fair and everything, Ghostbusters figures are being re-released through Hasbro. They've got actually a bunch of different ones that they're going to be doing. Um, going off of the old Kenner ones, plus some other ones, uh, more detailed, like, Ultimate-type figures for, like, the the original movie and stuff like that. So Yeah, those looked awesome, too, man. Yeah, so lots, lots of stuff. Lots of stuff to look forward to as a collector coming up. It's it's going to be a good time. Be Ghostbuster crazy before you know it, man. Oh. Not just the figures, like, it's going to be Ghostbuster food. Yep. Every commercial, that's going to be nuts. It's going to be great. Yeah, I mean, it's... I, I'm only expecting it to ramp up, especially as we get closer to July for the release of the movie. So, because they're they're also supposed to be doing figures coinciding with the movie too. So that's on top of all the ones that we already know of. But it'll be interesting to see what they end up doing for those too. So, lots lots of good stuff for collectors coming up here. Now, moving away from collectible stuff, going back into stuff that's coming up here so in april we are getting another season of ghost hunters so i i don't know really what i'm not a fan of the show so i'm not the right person to ask ghost right. hunters yeah, sucks. Me either. <laughs> simple as that i don't like any any of those shows it's all any fake. Of them are all, none of it's real mm-hmm it's yeah. hot over here, but it's cold my, over here. A lot of my family members used to watch it, but they would refuse to watch it with me because I could just have yeah. so much fun tearing it apart. But. Mark, that, <laughs> right. Mark, that's what she said. Ted. 
<laughs> well, Ted, we know it's hot in this one specific area because you just ripped a big beefy one. Yes. <laughs> Which is weird because we're in separate states. How'd you know that? <laughs> yeah, I was pretty impressed. <laughs> Good lord. So, so this uh, new season of Ghost Hunters begins April 8th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. It'll be a two-hour premiere episode followed by new episodes every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. The thing that really gets me with this is A&E is uh, saying that it returns with indisputable evidence of life after death, which, what the fuck ever. It's it's fake. I, I don't care. <laughs> There's what no such saying. thing as indisputable. Show stupid. So, okay. That's just dumb. It's, it's a waste of time. as Discovery Channel's Mermaid. There you go. There you go. Oh, man. I remember that. I what remember a little that. crap that was. That was great. It was so good. Just people were like, were so like, oh, my God. Oh, is this real? And like, and that's when Discovery Channel was <laughs> Honestly, it was really cool they... until the very end when they showed the boy with his cell phone clip and then that ruined the whole fucking thing because it yep. was honestly fake at that point. I was like, if they'd have left that out, it'd have been believable. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, well. But... I know we just shit on this all over it, but if you're into Ghost Hunters, <laughs> you can look forward to the new season. Um, it's just not for us. So My bad. <laughs> <laughs> but let's, uh, moving off of TV, let's take a look at a little bit uh, movies that are coming out here shortly. So to kind of start things off, uh, coming up May on the 8th, We've got a new movie starring Sarah Paulson from American Horror Story fame called Run. And she looks fucking batshit crazy in this. Yeah, I couldn't figure it out, man. Like, at yeah, first I liked I, it, and then I didn't like it. I wasn't sure what to think, to be honest. I think just but Sarah Paulson was probably the only thing that I liked about it. Okay. <laughs> just the fact that she's in it, because I like her a lot. But I, I'm with Sean. Mother. I couldn't really get a grasp on what the fuck was going on. It reminded me a little bit of Castle Rock Season 2. Okay. I mean, you'd have to watch it to understand, because I don't like want to give away what happens in Castle Rock. I appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, no, because I mean, it's 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 kind of one of the things where it's like kind of made you. It was almost kind of like a mind fuck with the trailer in a way, and I I don't mind that. I I'd rather them do that where it kind of leaves you like, what the fuck is going on here, versus telling you basically the whole story in that minute and a half, two minutes, you know. So I I don't mind how they did the trailer and I don't know I I think it looks good I I think it'll be a good psychological thriller slash horror movie however it, it ends up playing out I, I I think it might be good and Sarah Paulson definitely is uh, a great actress so I mean I I think she could carry that movie just fine especially if she's just fucking batshit crazy like she is showing in in the trailer I don't know it it, it looks good to me I think but it remains to be seen how well it actually does because just because it looks good now doesn't mean it's going to end up being good. So <laughs> I'm disinterested in it. I have no interest whatsoever in this movie. Ted gives it a thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> Any movie that tells me to physically exert myself, I'm just, I'm, I'm out of it. Okay? I'm not running right now. Okay? <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. I'm an adult. Uh, it's, Don't tell me how to live my life. <laughs> uh, the premise just is, I don't know, it just doesn't grab my interest, so I just don't care about it. Hey, different strokes for different folks. 
I'll wait, I'll wait for Isaiah to see it, and then it'll tell me it's good or not. And then I'll... <laughs> I'm definitely trusting Isaiah more than any of the freaking credits that get paid to see movies for free. And then they're like, yeah, thumbs up. We love it. And it's like, that's fair. Bullcrap. That's true. That's true. Yeah, Here's an extra $1,000. Give us a good review. Exactly. <laughs> so I'll wait for Isaiah. And I'll be honest. I <laughs> know uh, you're honest, Mr. Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yep, I told you. <laughs> Anyways, so that's coming out May eighth. Now, coming out uh, about a, two weeks before that on April twenty eighth is the movie called Dreamcatcher. Not to be confused with Stephen King's Dreamcatcher. This is Dreamcatcher with a K. Yeah, this looked all right, man. I thought this one impressed me more than one. Yeah, no, definitely. <clears throat> I, I I like the premise of it. It's got some good people in it too have you got rada mitchell um lynn shay and henry thomas so yeah the little kid's fucking creepy creepy as fuck yeah i liked how the direction it seemed to be going it looked pretty cool right a lot of kid stuff seemed to coming out at the moment but yeah this one actually looked like one of the better ones so definitely I I'm the def- boy too bombed by the way. <laughs> yes, and that's that. not surprising. <laughs> it's not surprising. Should have never been made. <laughs> but that's a different story for a different day. Um, so that's coming out on April twenty eighth. Now, the last one that we got for trailers that we watched, and this is kind of the most interesting out of all of them, is this movie was partially made. 40 years ago, over 40 years ago. And it's got a young George Clooney in it, a young Laura Dern and a young Charlie Sheen in it. Um, and, and it's a sequel. It's called Grizzly Two revenge. And the movie was thought to be lost for many years. And, uh, yeah, I think it's awesome. Man. This is really cool. Yeah. It's, it's such a cool story. And that, they were able to find the footage, restore it, and then also film new stuff to kind of bridge the gap of the movie to kind of make it coherent. Yeah, and for what I understand, they like, like tried really hard because they didn't want to mess up. They wanted it to keep that 80s feel. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. In the trailer, it, looks, it looked yeah. like they did it really well. Yeah. So I hope it gets a Blu-ray release. It'll complement my Blu-ray of Grizzly very well. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So that's that's gonna be great. It, they just did a lives. right. <laughs> they just did a um, a showing in L.A. this last week. So right now we don't have any release date information on this. I'm sure we're gonna get more information soon. But this is definitely one to kind of look out for, just because of the fact of this story is just enormously cool just for it to come back from the dead 40 years later and be completed. It's almost kind of like what they did with like the amusement park for, you know, George Romero's 60 minute yeah. movie that he made years ago. So it, it's, it's cool. And it's definitely it really makes me happy it. too, man. Cause there was a small time there when DVDs, things were going to DVD and all that. And then Blu-ray first started coming out where it seemed like so many of the old films and things were just lost and done and we might not ever get releases. And here lately, man, between Vinegar Syndrome and yep. Shout Factory. Scream Factory, yeah, a whole bunch of them, man. Like, things are just getting awesome, man. Like, film is getting a little bit of respect as far as 
you know, actual media. So, well, there's a market yeah, awesome. for it too. That's why yeah. these oh, studios definitely. have learned. That's why Finally Warner Brothers. I'm just glad somebody realized it and it's actually starting. You know, I mean, that's why Warner Brothers Universal are partnering partnering up to you know do the keep yeah. physical media going more and I view that as a slight dig at a certain company that has a mouse I'm just saying I think they're just like <laughs> screw you they can't do everything yeah. right <laughs> so you can bet that we'll be keeping a close eye on this story and we'll let you know more as we learn more because this is too interesting to not talk about and to kind of keep up to date on so I'm looking forward to this I'm looking forward to being able to see this I'm super excited for this. This is one of the few movies, or I shouldn't say few movies, but one of the main movies I'm actually excited for. And it's not even like a huge release, like, say, Halloween Kills. I mean, this is something to really kind of look forward to just because of the story behind it. So we definitely will. I find myself getting excited about the old releases sometimes more than the new ones. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So be on the lookout. We'll have more information as it comes along. To kind of segue from that, though, into because we were talking about Blu-rays, we do have a little bit of Blu-ray news for you. Just to kind of start off here, we are getting a 4K release of Lucio Fulci's uh, Zombie. And this is great. It's supposed to be the first um, true 4K release from Blue Underground. So that is definitely exciting and, and something to look forward to. I know, Ted, that you have some other things that are coming up here. Uh, what do you got for us? Well, you know, Shell Factory is releasing uh, Monster Go Home. Uh, it comes out March 31st. But it was recently announced that as a bonus feature, they have given uh, the Monster's Revenge a 2K scan, and it is going to be on the disc as well. So you get both Monster movies, which is fantastic. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then a uh, big news from Arrow Video, and I mean big news, giant news, humongous okay I don't want to keep this up at the end of July they are releasing a box set that contains all 12 Gamera movies yes Godzilla's dim-witted cousin from the woods is getting his own box set so great I am freaking excited for it all 12 movies remastered I mean and it's coming with two books one's a 120 page book the other one's 80 pages um, you know, one of them's a, a comic, a reprint of a comic series about Gamera, and it's it's just good. They're going all out. I and believe it's the be three great. later films are like in our 4K scans and everything. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely cool, man. Looking forward to this one. Between that and Godzilla, I'm going broke. You go to your you love, man. You guys go all the conventions you want. I'll just be buying my movies. <laughs> <laughs> Any other ones, or was it was that it? That, that that was all I had for this this okay. week. Sweet, definitely some good things to look forward to. Um, Blu-ray wise, it seems like they've been coming out with a lot of announcements for different things lately, and it just seems like it keeps getting better and better with these releases of older movies and stuff. Like like Sean was saying just a little bit ago, so I'm I'm super stoked for a lot of these. So. It's going to be great. And once they finally have that release of the Dawn of the Dead 4K Blu-ray, I'm definitely picking that up. I'm never need to watch new television again. <laughs> nope. I don't watch television. <laughs> it's pointless. Uh, good stuff. 
Well, tonight we are talking about what got us into horror. Just a kind of a way for you to get to know us a little bit better and kind of how we got to the point of uh, where we're talking about horror now. So, yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. So who would like to start? Um, well, it was my mom introducing me to the Universal Monster movies that, and Night of the Living Dead. Like, I can remember Frankenstein, Dracula, and Zombies as my first experiences okay. ever seeing anything in horror. And I immediately, like, fell in love and just... Like Halloween was right after my birthday, and they didn't trick or treat there. So like, Halloween was more of a birthday celebration to me than it was a Halloween thing. It was like one whole big thing. So yeah. I just felt like everybody was celebrating me and scary shit and everything yeah. all at once, man. And that and Elvira and like the horror hosts, man, really had a big impact on me. Yeah, <clears throat> I saw Friday the Thirteenth on her show before I knew that's what it was. Like that was definitely. Another one of my first films that made me fall in love. And My Bloody Valentine, actually. Like, those are the films I can remember standing out in my head, like, that I have no other memory of any other movies really before that. So, okay. Like, and through and through that, from that point forward, man, like, if it was the video store, the horror section was the first section I went to, like, I don't know, I just became obsessed. If it was monsters and scary or whatever, I wanted to be a part of it. Okay, cool. I, I remember being really young watching uh, Child's Play, and it scared the shit out of me. And the same thing happened not sh- too long after that with the Halloween 2. That's why that one's my favorite. Okay. One of my favorite horror movies of all time, because that movie scared me so bad. When I saw the scene where uh, Michael melted the nurse's face in the hot tub... I didn't know what the fuck a hot tub was. I thought it was just a bathtub, and I would not go to the bathroom by myself. I was fucking terrified of it. <laughs> That's what Psycho did to me from when I was like six. I probably did that to most people, scared to take a shower. Yeah. Oh, Definitely. So I, I guess I was like addicted to like the adrenaline rush of being scared. I just loved it. Okay. Yeah. But I think what really got me into it, like pursuing it as like, kind of a hobby was more like the stuff tailored to kids like Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark and the Ghostbusters cartoon, the Beetlejuice cartoon, all that stuff. And then a little bit of the Tim Burton movies. And then when I started getting like 10 and older, I did the same thing. I'd go through the the movie rental place and I'd always go to the horror movies and I wasn't allowed to watch, I wasn't allowed to rent them because I always had nightmares. And my mom would let me pick out a movie and my brother pick out a movie. So we'd go together and I'd help him pick out a horror <laughs> movie that I wanted to watch. <laughs> and that's how I, yeah. And that's how I discovered uh, Sleepaway Camp and Silent Night, Deadly Night, and just all those great that's cheesy great. B movies that we all fell in love okay. with. Yeah. Up All Night helped me with that a lot, too, man, with Ron this year. And all oh, that. definitely. Oh, they yeah. introduced me to so much shit that I don't think I'd ever know or I've ever heard of if it wasn't for them. The only host uh, horror show I remember watching as a kid was Tales from the Crypt. And they did mostly their own original shit. Yeah. Yeah. The Crypt Keeper, he's, he deserves to be called a horror host. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is for sure. What, what about you, Ted? 
Well, it's a very painful childhood memory. See, I had this babysitter. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I guess with me, it was a combination of little things that kind of culminated when I was 10. Um, Chris, uh, I liked watching Elvira. Uh, she was my first celebrity crush. Heartthrob, you know. And, uh, yeah. you know, just she always made me laugh. Even as a little kid, I wouldn't understand all the jokes, but it would just make me laugh. Yeah, so, she was just funny, right? Yeah, she was, she was just <laughs> she funny. Just She's cool. great. I freaking love Cassandra Peterson. Um, and then it just kind of uh, small things like, you know, I really loved Goosebumps as a kid. Um, surprisingly, I never really, I never watched, uh, Are You Alone in the Dark? It wasn't my thing. I don't know. I, was, I guess I was just a Goosebumps kid. I don't know if, you know. And it finally culminated to begging my dad to take me to go see, uh, Halloween The Curse of Michael Myers to theaters. And he did, and it scared the crap out of me. Because all the flash cuts and everything, I'm like, I've never seen a movie like this before. Where <laughs> it's like, phew, phew, you know. And, <laughs> right. And, you know, I mean, it, it freaked me out as a kid. And, um, you know, walking around the video stores, looking at the VHS covers on the horror section always intrigued me. And looking on the back, like I remember, you know, looking on the back of like, uh, Friday 13th part eight and seeing Jason grabbing Rennie through the porthole, not even seeing the movie yet. I was just like, Oh, that girl's dead. (laughs) You know, obviously not. That's a spoiler. She didn't die, but <laughs> right. But you know, it seemed like the old. You know, just those VHS artworks always fueled my imagination. Yeah, sometimes I would just freaking want to rent something because of the way the freaking cover looked. I didn't care what the back said. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Cover's cool. That movie's gonna be awesome. <laughs> yeah, and then um, you know, I remember like f- sitting in school, like in in the fourth, fifth grade. It just like during some downtime, I would just have all these weird feel like you know, like even before I saw the movies, I, I would be like, you know, who Jason is, you know, who Mike, you know, because pop culture by that point, and uh, you know, just fantasizing like what would it be like if all these crazy characters would be together, and then um, after Curse of Michael Myers, I kind of just you know, it just really started me down that road, you know, mostly the small stuff first, like the Puppet Master, Leprechaun. Uh, things like that, Child's Play, and then you know, goes into Friday Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street. It just kind of ballooned mm-hmm. up like that. So you know, it's just a combination of things that. But but, I guess the main thing was just going to see Halloween: Curse of Michael Myers, my first official horror film. I guess you could say. Okay. Like without any commentary or anything, just seeing a movie and being creeped out. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So. Mine's a little more complicated, but I'll kind of explain. So, oh, I, so complicated, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, but but for real, I, he's a complicated uh, man. No one understands him but his woman, Isaiah. <laughs> oh, he's Jesus. one bad mother. Shut your mouth. I'm just talking about Isaiah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, just to kind of break it down a little bit. So, to start off, five... I was about five when I first saw Nightmare on Elm Street. And that obviously scared the shit out of me. I made it about halfway through. I remember getting to the point where Nancy is out 
uh, walking to the jail in her dream. Um, Why does that? That gets everybody. Like, that's as far as most people make it when they're kids, dude, is that jail scene. Yeah. Everybody's like, fuck this, I can't do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, so that, that that's kind of where I had to shut it off. And I don't know why my parents let me watch it when I was a kid. I, I really don't. But they did. <laughs> and so I made it halfway through that. I had bad nightmares for, like, two or three weeks after that. And like same reoccurring nightmare of me walking slowly into a bathroom and I can't like back out of it. It's like just I'm automatically walking in this bathroom and somebody singing the Freddie melody, you know, in the shower and whatnot. And that's all I really remember of the nightmare. (laughs) But so you fast forward a few years. I was a little bit older. And uh, my cousin, the cousin who actually did our business cards, she was watching it and I was scared shitless because she wanted me to come watch it with her. I'm just like, no, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. And I'm sitting there <laughs> crying and running to my aunt because my aunt was watching us and, and whatnot. And she's like, she basically just told me to suck it up and just go watch it. <laughs> so I, I, I did. And, you know, it wasn't as bad, obviously, because I was a few years older. So that that's kind of where I, I found it was okay. But really, what got me into horror um, was life at home wasn't very good. Uh, my parents had split up. My dad was like kind of in and out all the time, getting drunk, getting laid off from work, constantly fighting with my mom. They got divorced. We ended up living with my grandma for a few years. And he kept coming back in and out of the picture a lot. So it was kind of a fucked up childhood just with that, not really having kind of like a dad figure and whatnot. And what kind of really got me into it into horror was just kind of out of necessity, just trying to basically survive. It was kind of like a, an escape for me. Cause I, I ended up getting into it especially Nightmare on Elm Street in the beginning because that was kind of the one I was most uh, familiar with just based off of watching it the two times I did. And, you know, that got me into Friday the 13th with part six because that came on TV. And so I ended up recording that on VHS. And then uh, Up All Night did a double feature of Halloween 2 and Nightmare on Elm Street 2. So I ended up recording those. And those were kind of the main ones I, I started out with as a kid. But I really got into horror to kind of escape real life. It was kind of a way for me to kind of cope with my situation in a way. Yeah. No, Just, that's cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah, because, I mean, it was, it was kind of one of those things where when I would watch these movies, it was kind of like it made me feel better about the situation, even though it was still a shitty situation, because it was basically like, at least I don't have it as bad as these characters. I understand completely. That's what wrestling kind of was for me. Did the yeah. same thing. So I was already into horror, but great right. thing. No, that's a. I discovered that like we got Die Hard at that point. Like they were male figures, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kinda filled that void. That's a lot of people's uh, backstory for like getting into horror and stuff like that. Oh, it's just definitely to yeah. you know get away yeah. from the escape from whatever was going on. Yep. I mean. It's, you know, it's a common thing. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, people. 
between between all that shit with my family, you know, I was bullied as a kid. I mean, I was a quiet kid because obviously my whole fucking childhood was just a one big fucked up story, you know, to put it lightly. I mean, I love my mom. My mom did the best that she could, you know, with the situation. But I mean, half the time my mom really wasn't even there because she was working two or three jobs. Yeah, it, it So it felt like she wasn't there. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, she, she, she did as much as she could for us you know, with what she had, what little she had. Cause I mean, she wasn't making much, but she put a roof over her head. I mean, we, she didn't like I was into horror, but I mean, really that's kind of what was getting me through between the ages of like 12 and, you know, obviously up through now. So it was kind of just one of those things where it kind of helped me cope with everything, <laughs> you know, after a while, because, between the home life and then being bullied and and all that and which which I know that that's a lot of people's story but that's kind of what got me into horror was just uh needing that escape and then my love for horror just kind of grew from there and it's something I could relate to which a lot of people can and then you know obviously the horror host between Rhonda Shear with Up All Night and then Joe Bob with uh, Same, Monster man, Vision. On Joe Bob's Christmas, man. This was a Joe Bob Christmas story. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's, it's not a, a sad story. It's, it, it really is a happy one because I'm, I'm happy with where I'm at now. Yeah, and, that's good, man. I like that story. Yeah. So, yeah, didn't mean to get it all serious, but that's just kind of what I, got me into horror. <laughs> no, that's what got you in the horror. It's, you know, yeah. But and now I know why you were a little reluctant on this subject. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yes. We understand you deeper now. <laughs> Got a little bit vulnerable there. <laughs> Which isn't bad. Sometimes, you That's know. Cuz I mean it, it it definitely helped me with my mental health and whatnot. As weird as it is, you know, with watching people being killed in movies <laughs> helps you with your mental health. I mean, that's so fucked up. But at the same time, it really did help me realize that my life really isn't as bad as it possibly could be. So, well, I mean, it's not any more fucked up than kids nowadays hopping on Call of Duty and shooting their friend in the face to yeah, unwind. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know. Definitely. games, horror, wrestling, these things are good outlets for people. It's better yeah. than yeah. getting drunk and high all the fucking time. Yep, yeah. that's for damn sure. <laughs> definitely. Because I definitely could have ended up that that realm, too. You know. So oh, I, yeah. I Very mean, easily. I, I'll take this every day of the week versus the alternatives, that's for sure. I always go back to what Wes Craven always said. Fear doesn't create horror. Or, I'm sorry, I screwed it up. <laughs> Horror movies don't create fear, they release fear. It's just yeah. something to release. Yeah. It's just get out there and you're fine. It's like I agree. a roller coaster ride. It's good stuff. It, it, it's a great outlet. And it, it's, it's, I mean, horror movies are fun, even too. So, I mean, it's the perfect outlet for a lot of people. And I, I, I hate when it gets such a bad rap from all these fucking people that think they know what they're talking about when they say that this kind of shit like creates monsters and people that want to go out and mass murder people I mean it makes no fucking sense it's just that person's already fucked up as it is yeah this has nothing to play into that it's just 
it's just an excuse and a scapegoat. It's because this shit's literally saved my life. So, I mean, th- yeah, they're they're totally fucking wrong with what they say regarding that. So, yeah, there's a culmination of many things. That's why when someone does one of them things or ends up at that point, there's so many layers of shit that went on in that person's life to get there. You can't blame it on one thing. It's right. Ridiculous. Well, somebody Even always if they wants did to listen to a song, and that song influenced them. Yeah, after this, 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 and this. Yep. <laughs> so That's the problem. You know, first it was first it was comic books back in the forties, fifties, whatever. Then it was music. Then it was video games. Then it's just like whatever. It's just something to blame. Like Shayna Baszler said, "Be a freaking parent." <laughs> right. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Good stuff. I mean, yeah. I mean, every everybody's got their own story with how they got into horror. Some are great and happy. Some of them can be kind of sad. But I mean, hey, Let's we're all here. Segment campfire nights at Crystal Lake. <laughs> That's it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. Watch out for mutated grizzly bears. <laughs> Oh, good stuff. But we would love to hear what you guys think and what got you guys into loving horror movies. You know, everybody's got their story. We would love to hear it. You can always reach out to us through our social media. As always, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All of them are at CLS Podcast. Be on the lookout because we've got a new thing that we're going to try out here coming up here either next week or the week after called Movie Review Roulette. We'll let you guys know more about what that's going to entail here coming up. Um, But it's something exciting. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to keep us on our toes as we bring you content. So be on the lookout for that. And we appreciate you guys checking out this week's episode. And Ted, what kind of, uh, what words of wisdom do you have for us? Rawr. That's a grizzly bear. Rawr. Ain't no grizzly up here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for joining us today for the CLS Podcast. Check us out at www.clspodcast.com or join in the conversation on social media with the hashtag CLS Podcast. Until next time, stay safe, campers. Campers.